2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper, wear it like no one else.
3: Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck.
3: Ooh, I'm
1: horny. All yacht talk, all the time.
3: I'm having a party.
1: We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat.
3: I love cocaine.
1: We're off the map in international waters.
3: I need some drama, me.
1: Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose.
3: Just so you know, I need an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. You don't understand anything. Anna! You are dead to me. Snick. Yes, I heard.
1: Your co-host. Snick. Who does nothing but love you.
3: Mm -hmm. You know what's annoying is that every five minutes, my spectrum bill goes up $3,000, it feels like.
1: Oh, my God. You know when my spectrum bill goes up? Hmm. Never. (laughs) Never. Because I have Wi-Fi and that's it.
3: You don't have cable?
1: No, I don't have fucking cable. I got an amateur, like an idiot. Mm
3: Okay.
1: Who has cable? What kind of moron has cable? I have cable. Get an Apple TV. I have an Apple TV as well. Get somebody's password and you get to go. (sighs)
3: Whatever.
1: Why don't you use your parents' password?
3: I do, but I need to be able to watch certain things live.
1: Uh, what can you not watch live?
3: The Bachelor.
1: But ABC lot you can watch that on Apple TV. Live. Yeah, live one hundred percent live on the app on the uh, on the ABC app.
3: And I don't need a Spectrum thing. Yeah. To log in?
1: Yeah, I mean, you need to have someone who has a subscription that you have a password to.
3: Now. Does it come with DVR? What do you mean? Like, can you DVR on the Spectrum app?
1: No. Why would you? You don't need to.
3: Well, yes, I do because sometimes I can't be somewhere on time.
1: I see. Yeah, because you wouldn't be able. It wouldn't be uploaded yeah. until later.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, does um can I Heart buy you a subscription?
3: No. Whatever. Everything sucks. Okay. Let's... Everything sucks? Let's do this. So, I just want to point out that um, this season took until... This season, yeah. This season took until the last two episodes to get good.
1: Yeah. You know what else I did? What? I asked you earlier because I was just burning through them and I was like, wait, are we... I thought we were, like, further ahead than we were, just like, kept watching. Yeah. And then you said, uh, and I asked you if we should watch the reunion um, before this recording, and you were like, no fool, that's episodes ahead, and then I did it anyway. And then I watched part
3: of the first episode of the new season, because I can't stop, I love this show! God, you're a mess. How was the reunion? I'm curious.
1: (sighs) Um, look, I don't want to...
3: It's a Zoom union, right? It's a
1: Zoom union, yeah, so it can only be that great, but, um, can I tell you, instead of answering that, can I tell sure. you uh, about what I uh, texted you?
3: Yes, please.
1: Now, what did I text you? Explain it to everybody. It
3: looked like some problematic images of Parker, Parker. and maybe not problematic, but... He's definitely wearing, like, he's got a guitar on, he's got salmon shorts, um, no shirt on, and then he has, like, kind of a weird Rasta beanie on.
1: Okay, I'll tell you what was, what you were wrong about. Okay. You were wrong about the guitar. Okay. It is an ukulele, as he oh, pronounced excuse it. Excuse me. This dude is 100% at a Jack Johnson concert right now. (laughs) Like, he is at a Jason Mraz signing. Yeah. This dude, it's so funny when someone is like, when you can see this person through their work clothes, because he was always wearing the work clothes. And then when you put on this outfit, you're like, of course. You are trying to buy nugs at a fish concert. <laughs> this guy, he's got a ukulele strapped to his back. What A ukulele? Is that something you need to strap anywhere? But you could I, make a ring out of your ukulele.
3: I do. He's feel also like, got
1: rasta hat. Yes. Yeah, he got
3: a rasta hat on, like a big one.
1: A rasta? Yes, a big rasta hat designed to put your dreads in. Yeah. With Jamaica flag colors on it. Yes, I can't believe it. I, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. But anyway, okay. So I'll tell you what this is from. Again, after I finished the reunion, I kept watching clips because mm-hmm. there was just all this new stuff, and I was addicted. And then uh, I clicked on "What's in My Bag," and uh, they had this segment where uh, everyone on the boat goes through their bag, and they do it all in the same room using the same bed. Wait, this is a the same segment? camera
3: angle.
1: Yeah, they did it like midway through the season or something. Or I guess after the season. Uh, Um, But uh, so everyone's doing this on the boat, but then cut to Parker's segments and he is in this hotel room. So I don't know if this clip came out before he got fired, but it's a big tell if it didn't. It's very funny.
3: What was in his bag? Marijuana?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, his ukulele and his stupid hat. And if you can see, this is the he only showed three things. And the third thing is the thing he's holding, which is a koozie, uh, which is a camouflage koozie. So no one can tell when he's drinking. That's what he said.
3: Oh, boy. He you know, I was hoping for the best for him, but he really comes out as annoying, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. This guy is a douche.
3: But I could also tell that he was a bit much because he, I mean, he always had that like bro festival festy vibe to him. And like one of the things he says about his ex, who I guess he's now engaged to, is that she can like party with him. And like, look at, remember how down he was with the like New Jersey bros? Mm -hmm. Like those were his people. Like he's like, yeah, people who like to party.
1: Yeah, but those aren't his bros, they would beat him up. He's dressed like a like a protester on vacation.
3: Sure. He doesn't
1: vibe with these fucking doormen at Jersey bars.
3: Yes, but he did vibe with them. We saw it. We saw him like dancing at the DJ booth with them.
1: He vibed with them when they were paying him money and he was working for them and that was comfortable.
3: He was so... If you
1: thrive in that situation, if you have a relationship that thrives when uh, a rich person is paying you to wait on them hand and foot, I don't think you can turn that into a real friendship. Sure about that? I am sure. If you can show me one instance, I will give you all of my respect, finally. But if you can't do that, you get no respect... Ever again? What do you think about that?
3: Hmm. It's definitely it's a good option for me. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Well, I was hoping for the best for him, but uh, thus is life. Thus is life. Sometimes you roll around and he turns out to be a huge bro. Uh whatever. You know what, Parker? Good for you. Let's get into it. We're talking Below Deck Sailing, season one, episode 16. Yeah, so we continue with Glenn pulling Jenna aside to uh, talk about the slip in service. And he brings up her and Georgia being down at the same time with only one person on service, which he says isn't cool when there's guests on board. But then um, Jenna does something I truly cannot believe. This bitch denies it. She goes, no, that never happened. Honey, Mm -hmm. you're on a TV show where they film your movements. Mm Mm-hmm. Look,
1: she's not one to own up to being wrong. No,
3: she's an idiot. Um, And she says, and he's like, "Uh, it was literally the other day. And she's like, I honestly can't remember the other day. So I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, two days ago. I honestly can't remember that. Who are you? Who
3: who are these people? She's being so shady. It's like, do you never want to work with Captain Glenn again? Because Captain Glenn's going to go back, watch this season and be like, oh, Jenna's an idiot. So, anyway, she's... You know
1: who else is going to go back and watch this season and think Jenna is an idiot? Every person who owns a yacht crew.
3: Yeah. Insane. I mean,
1: hmm. 100%. How could you not be interested in that?
3: Like, you aren't. You can't be trusted. You'll lie straight to your captain? Hmm.
1: Nah, dog.
3: Uh, homie don't play that. Mm-mm. Do you see? So... She says she's defensive because she puts so much time into making sure that the guests are happy. And she wouldn't just fuck off like that. And it's like, mm, yes, you would. And you did. And we saw you do it. So nice try. <laughs> yeah, bitch. And so Glenn points out that her and Adam were on a break at the same time. And she doesn't say shit. And then um, he tells her that she needs to be more discreet and tone it down. And of course, she's a bitch about it. And it's like, so am I supposed to tell Adam not to touch me? And it's like, yes, bitch. You go like, hey, we need to tone it down. Our PDA is making people uncomfortable and it's unprofessional. There you go, Jenna. Yeah, but
1: what if he's like, shut up, don't tell me what to do. <sighs> if I want to honk your boobie in front of each other, I do
3: it. Well, that's why Glenn- then what am I supposed to do? What? <laughs> well, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, well, Glenn's like, cool, bitch. I will talk to both of you if needed. And I was like-
1: He's like, yeah, well, if he's- physically assaulting you then guess what he's promoted because the yachting industry is terrible
3: she like is so like get off your high horse you don't deserve to be on it
1: yeah just admit to, to one thing you did wrong little trump
3: like what do you think this is
1: look i know she's canadian but you know she voted for trump is she canadian well, in the reunion, she's in
3: Canada. Maybe she is Canadian.
1: And also in the reunion, not to harp on the reunion, I'm not spoiling anything. She says genuinely three times. Genuinely. So I did a little deep dive. And I uh, tried to figure out if they say genuinely in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find anything. I did find a video of a British pronunciation of genuine, and it was genuine. <laughs> so I don't think it's Canadian. And I don't, um, I think she's just, uh, just like a really stupid person who, you know, I'm sure someone has corrected her and said, actually, it's genuinely. And then she was like, I've never said it wrong, and I will continue
3: to never say it wrong. She's probably like, I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened.
1: Yeah, what are you talking about? I did say it that way, and I will in the future.
3: I don't know what you're talking about. And on top of that, I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened. I have a fish's memory. It's about five seconds. I have Mm -hmm. no idea where I am right now. Okay. Oh, the worst stuff
1: I did on the boat? I didn't do those things. I mean... Yummy.
3: Unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. What an unlikable person. Just truly unlikable.
3: She's just like, it's like have some, just any sort of accountability on a show that's clearly being filmed. Yeah. And
1: Georgia is playing both sides with these girls a lot, and she comes off like an asshole in that situation, simply because of how we feel about Jenna. When she probably should be playing both sides.
3: Wait, how do you mean, like, how does it make her an asshole?
1: If she's ever giving Jenna an inch. Or talking to Jenna and confirming Jenna's suspicions about Madison sometimes, you know? Uh-huh. Where they have a talk. Hmm. I want her to only speak up for Madison And never tell Jenna she's ever right about anything one time. That's what I want.
3: I don't like that, Georgia. I don't want you double-siding it. That bums me out. I expected more. Well, hope you have a great music career, Georgia. (sighs) Did you look that up as well, how she's doing?
1: I looked it up earlier, and I didn't see much. But I looked it up last week. Yeah, no, there wasn't really much to find. I mean, there's some songs, but they're not my cup of tea. And the song from this season is really terrible. And I don't really enjoy her voice. And um, I don't uh, care. Hmm. She'll never make it. Okay. And that's not... Uh, dig at her. Uh, nobody makes it, you know, four people make it. I don't know. It's, I'm not, not being a jerk.
3: Yeah, no, I get you. All right. So, Madison, back to the show. Madison, Georgia are stressed out because Glenn is talking to Jenna because it may come back on them and they're really starting to turn on each other, which I think really speaks to the work environment Jenna has created. That if like they even remotely think that they're going to get in trouble, like they lose it. Like they're like, George is like, I'm really just trying to get a full picture here. And Madison's like, I don't know what's going on. You know as much as I do. And I'm like, these women are crumbling in on themselves because Jenna has created such a toxic, terrifying work environment.
1: Mm -hmm. What an idiot. There's only ever negative contact. Yeah. So everything you say is wrong, you know? And it's like you could say something right, and legitimately they will, you know... Think you're a jerk because of it. Because you you can't change your tone in their eyes. Boom. Wow, Nick. Ding, 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 ding.
3: Wow, Nick. You're so good at this.
1: Thanks. So anyway, I'm going to take the rest of the episode off. Good night.
3: Okay. No, 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 no. You're not allowed to take the rest of the episode off.
1: Okay. I gave it my shot. I shot my shot. Yeah.
3: So the doctor shows up to see Chris and he says... He, Chris says he doesn't see doctors very often and usually just bears through the pain when he has an issue. But apparently his leg is numb to his foot, which I was like, dude, what? And the doctor says he is not fit to work and he may have long-term problems if he doesn't take care of this now. And he tells him that he needs an MRI scan ASAP. And Jenna tells Adam that some crew thought that they both weren't working when they took a break together. Now, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Do you hear yourself speaking? She's like, some crew think we weren't working when we took a break together. I'm sorry, you took a break. So, yes, you were not working. What work were you guys doing on your break?
1: They were working on um,
3: the menu. No, they weren't. They are. Fuck. She's so dumb. It's so inferior. They were working on plans to undermine her inferiors. Absurd. Anyway, she's like, so now we're not even allowed to touch each other. And it's like, you're so dumb. Just be a professional for five minutes of your life instead of telling everyone else to be professional.
1: I don't want to work in an environment where affection
3: is wrong. Well, then don't go to work, bitch, because you're not allowed to be affectionate at work.
1: I want to work as a, a orgy cleaner. I want to clean up after orgies. Yeah,
3: exactly. Like, go, don't work in the most professional environment ever a boat where it's literally like uh, the military. Anyway, let's take a quick break. Um, Well, before we take a break, basically, Adam tells Jenna to brush it off. And of course, Jenna can't let it go because she fucked up and she's an idiot. So let's take a quick break now and we'll be right back.
2: Do you love fashion?
4: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandy's can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt in your mouth magic of a Keebler Sandys for a post errands pick me up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So, as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandys. And we're
3: back, Anna. Thanks for bringing us back. That was next. a
1: good break. I really hope y'all did something good for humanity during that break. I know I did. Also, buy Coca-Cola. Oh, my God.
3: Yes, we're back. I let Nick bring us back because I tried to bring us back before, but he just got up out of his chair and walked away from the mic. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're not back.
1: I had to turn on my air conditioner. Hmm. It's very hot in here. We have one of those California wildfires in our bedroom. Okay, well, that's... So, we've been battling the blaze, but it has been trouble. I have had trouble sleeping.
3: It's inappropriate for you to bring up such sexy talk on this show. Okay. Let me guess. You don't want to do a podcast where you can't have such sexy talk?
1: Uh, Yeah. I don't want to be a part of an environment where I can't ha- have sex with my girlfriend in here during this while we record. mm I can't be a part of this unless I can conceive a baby on my boss's desk that I don't want to work anywhere.
3: Oh, Lord. That's are, Jenna?
1: Yes. Just joking.
3: So, yes, Glenn visits the. I mean,
1: oh, yes. Eh, it's me, Jenna, from
3: Canada. Is it genuinely you?
1: Oh, it's genuine. He's my favorite R&B star.
3: (laughs) So Glenn visits the doctor and Chris and the doctor say he can't work until he gets an MRI. And Glenn says Chris is one of his best deckhands. So he's concerned for him. But also they have one more charter and it starts tomorrow. So what options does he have? So Chris is like, well, let's get the ball rolling on the MRI. So I can work if I can, because he would like to, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Everybody wants to work, you know. Yeah. But then you always come in with an excuse.
3: Genuine. And then Glenn and Chris have <laughs> to tell Paget what's up, and they're just hoping for the best. And Paget's like, "Great, we're dropping like flies."
1: Oh, Paget! You somehow don't. Somehow they're never worried. I don't know. They they seem to be be doing a great job. You know, at least Paget and Ciara are like always doing good. There's no drama. They talk about how difficult it is to work in the same department, yet it never really comes up.
3: Yeah. not weird? Mimi! Yeah. So Jenna confronts Madison and tells her to stop fucking with her personal life. And Madison's like, dude, I didn't say anything about your personal life. Glenn came up to me and asked if I had an issue. And I said no, which we did see. Her trying not get in trouble for this. But of course, Mm -hmm. this is what happens when... If
1: Jenna get in trouble, everybody get in trouble.
3: Right. And so Jenna turns on her and says, I feel like I have to hold your guys' hands through everything and pick up after you. And Madison's like, we do the same to you. So please back off, bro. And Jenna's like, so you admit it. You do have an issue with my personal life. It's like, dude, you're so annoying and the least professional person I've ever come across. Anyway, Jenna's like being really annoying and in denial. And then Jenna says she's not going to tell them what to do anymore. She's just going to do her job. And it's like, "Hmm, well, your job insists on telling them what to do. So guess what? You are the worst chief stew.
1: Look, I'm going to do a great job, but what I, I'm also going to do is sabotage the last charter.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This is so fucking stupid. So Madison's like, dude, what the fuck? So she goes to Glenn, and she's like, Jenna came for me, and I didn't want this. So he goes to find Jenna and the master so the three of them can chat. And Chris heads to the doctor for his MRI. And then Glenn says he's not here to get into personal politics, but he just wants Jenna and Madison to call a truce. And Madison breaks down what she told Glenn and Jenna is like, so you do have issues with me. And it's like, dude, everyone has issues with you because you're a monster. Mm-hmm. And so Jenna's being a bitch and it's like, I don't like a work environment that doesn't allow affection. And it's like, bitch, you are at work. You are at work.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You are She's at a work. Monster. She and Adam together are a monster squad. It, it's. Uh, you are at work. You're at. You're at work. You're
3: right. Like, what are you talking about?
1: But I'll tell you what you know, and I have to be honest here. You know, I
3: have to Go be ahead. honest.
1: Work makes me horny.
3: Okay. Well. Uh... Sorry. I am going to fucking blow my brains out because I find Jenna like Jenna grinds my gears in a way. I just I was not expecting someone to just be so full of shit like she came in like I'm a fucking Navy SEAL of Chiefs do and then turned into one of the biggest full of shit pieces of shit monsters I've ever experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're actually not a Navy SEAL. Because you know what a Navy SEAL would never do? Is show affection in a workplace.
1: You know what's crazy? Dumb bitch. Kate is the best Chief Stew of all time. Kate. Isn't that crazy?
3: I mean, Kate, yes, I agree. I think Kate was great. Kate compared to Jen, like, there's no comparison. Jenna does not compare to Kate. Because Kate will train you. Hannah won't even train you. Hannah won't be like, you dumb bitch, how do you not know how to do this? Even in an entry-level position. And then she'll go smoke a thousand cigarettes. But Kate will attempt to train you. Even if her patience is low and she gets frustrated with you, she will try. She will try and mm-hmm. teach you stuff. <sighs> but this Jenna lady can't help you. Can't help you at all. Sorry. Back to square one. Uh, whatever. What do you mean back to square one?
1: We'll get a new boat very soon. And then it's just going to be bliss. And the, there'll be, there won't be any… I don't think next season is going to have any problems with the Chiefs too. Cool. They also spoil it. How so? In the first minute of the first episode. There's a conversation with Sandy and… Hannah, where it's like, oh, she's going to fire her.
3: Oh, boy. Because she goes, uh, Hannah, unfortunately, you're fired.
1: I mean, basically, she's like, I wanted to fire you last season. I wanted to fire you last, er, the season before that. And this time, the gloves are off. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, I wonder what that's, how that ends. Uh, that is minute one.
3: Cool. Pretty, pretty cool.
1: And then it rewinds. You know, it does that thing to the beginning of the season.
3: Oh, like it. it, Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you, Nick, I am intrigued. (laughs) You're going to check it out. Yeah, I think I might watch it. All right, cool. Well, maybe I'll watch it, too, and we'll talk about it Remember I told you I probably wouldn't watch this upcoming season. <laughs> Remember I was like, mm, I don't know. I think I'll skip season five of
1: Matt. Yeah. I think well, as soon as you know, when we go weekly, there won't be as much to talk about. You won't need to watch it anymore. Because we'll have so many games and guests.
3: Games and guests, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do a lot of the time on this show is we have games and guests.
1: Games and guests.
3: All right. Continuing. So um Please. Yeah, Jenna doesn't seem to understand that she's a work. And Glenn literally says, Jenna, you're justifying your actions and they're indefensible. And they say that they can keep moving forward. But Jenna's like, but I won't be happy because my personal life has been affected. And Glenn's like, I'm seeing a side of Jenna that is incredibly unacceptable. But there's only one charter left and he can't make any drastic changes now. It's like, I agree with Glenn. Like, what are you doing right now? Like, what's your plan here? Just shoot yourself in the foot as hard as you can. (laughs)
1: She has no plan Her plan is deny, deny, deny That's it And she's got no backup plan Because you just do that Until I guess everyone Leaves the room Here now I'll present a scenario and you tell me If it was you or not okay
3: Sure Cause I saw you on the counter It wasn't me
1: Ah, I see. Okay, well, that's, you know, there you go. You're just like Jenna.
3: Oh, God.
1: That was fun. When you don't like it, it proves that it was a good idea.
3: Yeah. So the crew decide that they can't go out to dinner that night because there's so much work left to do. And Chris comes back and they decide to put him on night watch so Sierra doesn't have to stay up all night so she can work on deck because... Chris is broken, and then everyone goes to bed, and it's the next day. So, nope, it's the final charter meeting with Adam, Jenna, Paget, and Glenn, and we learn this woman Nicole Gary from Manhattan, who's a re- high-end real estate broker, is coming on with a bunch of friends. Uh, were you able to get their likes and dislikes?
1: I was able. To do that. Sorry, I got to sift through all of my dead bees and my Parker, problematic Parker photos. Okay. Nicole Gary, primary charter guest, location, guess Manhattan. Manhattan. Damn, you're good. Nicole Gary is a high end real estate broker and CEO of the luxury real estate company Nicole Gary Team. Her husband passed away. And Greece was one of their favorite places in the world to go together. So she's going there in her husband's memory and uh, to make new ones with her dearest friends. She's known for putting together the best teams in the real estate world. And now she's using that same skill to assemble this fucking crew. Uh, It's really hard to read. So I'm going to move on. We've got some... Let's see... uh, Billy Lolly. Billy Lolly. Now, remember that name. He's going to come up again. Uh, Dislikes. Open to try anything except anchovies. Let's see. For dinner, he says he likes cocaine. Interesting. He says, oh, but don't worry. I brought my own. All right. Coffee. He says, usually I don't. I bet. You don't need it, buddy. You don't need it, because you are on cocaine. Uh, Nick Buchanan dislikes something. Uh, Noelle Nickpour little dislikes cream sauces, eggplant, any processed meat, mm, butter sauces, onions, goat cheese. Anyway... That's our crew. Seems like a really cool group that I would love to hang out with.
3: Yeah, that's fun. Uh, We'll see how fun they really are. Yeah, they want a pink party with pink decorations and pink desserts and a seven-course tasting menu. And then they also want to raise laser sailboats with the help of the crew. So the crew's going to set up a regatta for them. So everyone's getting ready for the charter, and Adam says he's hoping his and Jenna's relationship doesn't leave a bad taste in Glenn's mouth because he's been doing so well with the food and stuff. And Ciara's stressed and working, and Paget is bugging her, trying to, like, hug her and make her relax. And she's being very snippy about it and, like, being like, I just can't. I need to focus. And he's like, relax, babe. And she's like, don't you call me, babe. Yeah. So Jenna calls a stew meeting and everyone's like, ugh. And of course, she's attacking her stew's work, which is unnecessary. She's like, attack. She literally will be like, we need to have a meeting because I need to take my anger out on you. It's like, go oh, fuck yourself. And Georgia says, every time she expects Jenna to admit she's wrong, she chalks it up to the professional work environment, this hierarchy, and your inadequate feelings. And she says, to take no accountability is bullshit. I agree, Georgia. Though, do I think you should be playing both sides, Georgia? No, I don't. So the guests are arriving, and Chris is trying to help where he can, but Glenn won't let him until they hear back from the doctor. And Padgett's hamstring hurts, and he says he has a sharp pain in his other knee as well. And Ciara begs him not to leave her alone on deck. She's like, I can't do this all myself. Why is everyone falling? Everyone's falling.
1: But they still don't really seem to have any problem getting their work done. No. It almost seems like maybe Captain Lee is like a bit too nosy.
3: Captain Lee? You mean Glenn?
1: No. Because he's not nosy. Oh. And his crew gets all their shit done and there's never any conflict. Well,
3: Glenn doesn't micromanage.
1: Well, also, he works with um, Byron and uh, the couple. Yeah. So he works with them. He doesn't need to. They've had the, all those conversations before.
3: True, 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 So one guest yeah, is telling Jenna true. that she is glad the boat is 170 feet long because she doesn't do anything. Uh... Did I say that the guests were arriving at one point? I think I did. The guests have arrived, by the way. I don't know if I said that. They arrived to the boat. Jenna gave them a tour. Blah, blah, blah. So one guest is telling Jenna that she's glad the boat's 170 feet long because she doesn't do anything smaller. And she's been doing this for 18 years, and she's been boating all over. And this is, like, how she likes to travel. And I'm like, bitch, shut up. What are you talking about? So, anyway, the doctor calls back. And lets Chris know that he has a disc prolapse, so he really can't lift any weight of any sort, and he should refrain from physical activity. And Chris is like, "Well, can I walk around?" And the doctor's like, "Yeah, you can walk around, but you need to be seen by a specialist." And he's like, "Oh, I okay." Sin's like, "I got to see you a specialist." Okay, he's not Australian. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, who's <laughs> that? I don't know. And why do you hide your good Australian accent for people who aren't Australian? Cause that's that was the best one you've ever done.
3: Oh, no, no, no!
1: You lost <laughs> it. You, you, I know. I'll know better <inaudible> than to compliment you next
3: time. So
1: <mumbles> now unintelligible.
3: <laughs> it's, I was just making noises.
1: Uh, you sure were.
3: I sure were. Was <laughs> I sure were? <laughs> <laughs> so they are implying. That one guest is snorting cocaine in his room. I don't know why, but every time his door is closed, you hear like...
1: (sighs) (sighs) Mm -hmm. Which is admissible in court, I hope you know. What is? Sniffing sounds uh, found in the editing room. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Totally admissible in court.
3: Yeah. So Glenn gets the boat ready to go sailing, and Ciara's starting to feel shitty now, too, and she has a headache. And Chris comes up to call the sales and he says after he finished school, he went to work on boats and since 2011, it has been his life. And if this injury means he can't go back to what he loves, he'll be really scared. Mm. Yeah. So Paget checks on Ciara and she says that she's overheating, dizzy and has a headache and Paget thinks she has heat stroke and just needs to rest a little. And Chris pulls Glenn aside to tell him what the doctor said. And Glenn says... It's not possible to get someone new right now. So they're in a bit of a tight spot. So they're just going to work around the fact that Chris can't lift anything.
1: That's fine. I mean, he can, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that he can do that doesn't require lifting. And then they just get that big uh, old muscle man, Ciara, to lift all the stuff.
3: Correct. And then if
1: they really need some extra help, they'll get Glenn.
3: Yeah, guys, come on. I'll have you lift it. Let's get out the
1: slide. <laughs> Whoops, I fell down the
3: slide. <laughs> I'm stuck in a bubble that you used to grease the slide up. No! <laughs> get stuck in one of the bubbles from the like dish soap they use to like grease it up and then it just like low you just see him floating off into the distance trying to get everyone's attention but he's so small no one can hear him and then everyone's like where'd Glenn go?
1: You can hear more about this on the new below deck spinoff below deck Glenn's bubble (laughs) premiering this Friday on Bravo.
3: And he is deeply protected from coronavirus. So can you be mad at him?
1: Hey, remember yesterday when we were talking about how we needed a new below deck show to fill in the Kardashian hole?
3: No. Oh, yes. Yes.
1: Well, Kardashians are on E.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: We're idiots.
3: (laughs) Lord, help me.
1: (laughs) Hey, I want to just uh, say I'm sorry to my Bravo family. Uh, you guys really do the hard work every day and you you inspire me every every single second.
3: What is your plan here? You know what? I don't don't know tell me. Yet. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back.
2: Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you.
0: Why? <laughs> Shut up.
3: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Byron is teaching the guests how to sail. And Paget tells Ciara to get some rest so she can feel better. And Chris is going to help as much as he can and do the night shift. And Paget lets Glenn know that Ciara is down as well from her heat stroke. And she's upset because she wants to help and was, like, crying. And he's like, well, she's better, better. She, she's more useful for us when she's healthy. And so they bring the sails down once the wind dies down and everyone goes to nap to get ready for dinner service. And Paget asks Georgia if she will come back for the winter to try and work again. And she says she's really going to try and give her music more of a shot now. And he says, well, you will be missed. Good. You're a good one.
1: Good. Yeah. Everyone that ends a season is always reinvigorated to Give a shot to whatever the hell they thought was a good idea before doing the boat. The boating is pretty much, come on, come boat, and then realize how good and important your old life was. Yeah. Because this sucks.
3: Yeah. It's a good eye opener.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't do anything other than let people know they don't want a boat.
3: If you were like, every time I woke up in the middle of the night, Jenna was looking over me, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because that's the type of energy you will find on a boat like this. Yeah. So Adam is working on his all-pink tasting menu while the stew set up the pink decorations. And Ciara's feeling a lot better after her nap. Uh, And one guest, the main primary, wakes up on the deck and realizes she's been sleeping this whole time. No one ever woke her up, so she has to go shower before dinner. So dinner has to be pushed back, even though all the other guests are ready. So the other guests are all up, and they're, like, sitting around, and they're being like, we're starving. We need dinner. But the main primary still isn't ready. So they don't even sit Their Dinner was supposed to be at 8.30 p.m. They don't sit down for dinner until 10 p.m.
1: Why didn't they get some chows and crackers?
3: I don't know. Because it's a seven-course tasting menu they have to sit through right now.
1: Throw in a couple more courses for
3: us. Mm-hmm. Beef steak, Not pink enough.
1: Yeah, it is. Super pink. You cook it right.
3: Anyway, they start dinner, even though Adam was worried because he was like, the food can go bad. Because it's been sitting for so long and there's seven courses. And it's like, shut up. Everything will be fine. So they start the seven course tasting menu and the guests love all the pink food. So everything is good. But one guest, Billy... It's Billy Lolly, do you say? Yeah, he's acting weird and out of it, and he's chewing the inside of his mouth a little, and he's, his eyes are a little droopy. And the other guests keep asking if he's okay. And then Jenna tells Adam she thinks everyone's on drugs up there because everyone's acting weird. And the out-of-it guest, whose eyes were drooping, gets up and goes to the bathroom, and then again they play, like, sniffing noises to imply that he's doing cocaine in the bathroom. hmm A part of it was also like, maybe... He's just like wasted, and it's 10 p.m., and all you guys did all day was drink.
1: Yeah, it's possible. And
3: because cocaine, you, know, you wouldn't be so out of it. You would actually have, and you wouldn't be like starving. That guy ate all the food.
1: Yeah, that was weird too. That didn't make a lot of sense. But he was like, but maybe he was just trying to make a point. He
3: was like gnawing a lot, which is so classic drug use. Well, he's chewing,
1: yeah. He was so hungry, he decided to eat eat his teeth.
3: It was just strange because, like, the, the symptoms of what he was displaying did not match up with cocaine use in my... Other than, like, the chewing of the mouth, which could easily also just be, like, Molly MDMA, I don't know. But, like, he wasn't... He didn't seem coked out to me. He just seemed out of it.
1: Also, when he asked to drive the boat earlier and... They supposedly saw white stuff on the end of his nose.
3: Did you see white stuff on the end of his nose? When they showed the clip? No, I didn't see anything.
1: Yeah. I didn't see any white stuff on the end of his nose.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't think that there's a lot to... I mean, I think it is bonkers that they are going to uh, confront him about this. Yeah, It's so wrong. And again, I mean, we've talked about this, like... What? Just let the people do the coke on the yacht. What are you doing? Why is this an issue? They could, what are they doing? They lose, that will be dangerous. They could lose
3: their license. Glenn could go yeah. to a miniature jail for miniature people.
1: <laughs> and then, for a miniature amount of time. I love it. People like the cops come on and they're like, "Uh oh, we found a bag of coke on this fucking glossed over guy. We should take Glenn to jail.
3: Well, I think the main problem is, and again, of course, I'm just guessing is that it's to move drugs around on a boat implies trafficking. And I think that's, like, the scariest thing. Like, if you go from country to country with drugs, you could potentially in trouble for trafficking drugs. And I mm-hmm. think that might be the issue. Of course, I don't know.
1: Of course. Of course, sure. But will Glenn get any heat from this? No. If
3: you don't say anything, it doesn't matter. Because if you don't keep trying to make it a thing on the show, then no one cares.
1: Yeah. And they're like, did anyone see him do coke? No. It's like, okay, well, we can't really confront everybody when they, A, haven't been seen doing anything wrong, and B, haven't, um, like, you know, drug-wise, and then B, haven't done anything wrong as a result of using drugs. Yeah. He's not causing anyone one second of an issue. No. Whether he's doing drugs or not, he has done a lot of drugs, and he is very good at it. And you do not need to worry about Bobby Lolly I'll tell you that much. Billy,
3: but also he
1: don't. It's ever. ten
3: p.m. at night. They had to wait forever to eat dinner, and he's probably fucking blacked out. Like yeah, his, so, that's why his, his behavior do a too. looked like someone who'd been drinking all day, not someone who was on cocaine. Sorry, some of us know what someone looks like when they're on cocaine and I also know Damn. what people look like when they look blacked out when their eyes are like, yeah, I'm here with you.
1: Yeah, we'll be right back on no. Smack Talk.
3: <laughs> well, Our
1: podcast where we, where we guess whether people on TV are on drugs.
3: Well, okay. So Jenna's bitching at Madison about taking so long on service and she says she's doing service and turndowns at the same time. So it's taking a minute and she started late of course you know not good enough for jenna she has a bitch at you because you disrupted her personal life at work dumb bitch and chris tells jenna that he thinks billy the sniffy guest had some stuff on his nose earlier and jenna says they're all on something and it's like first the of fuck all does that no mean, they're not uh, they're not all on something the only one we're acting weird is billy
1: Jenna, you're on something on Adam's dick. Yeah,
3: I thought that was really rude of Jenna to assume that they were all on something. She's like, it's really weird. It's like, no, only Billy's being weird. And it's also probably awkward because not everyone knows each other like that.
1: They're doing this charter wrong. They're doing them dirty. And I'm not here for it. Look, would I want to hang out with them? No. It's like... I want that known.
3: Well, they're like... She says, like, everyone's on something. And it's like, how is that possible? Like... People who are all on something don't eat a seven-course meal. I think Jenna was just being a fucking bitch and trying to throw other people under the bus because she was being shady. Yeah. And honestly, if I was any of those guests, I would sue Jenna for libel. So Jenna says when the guests do bring drugs on board, it can put them all at risk of being charged. So if she and Chris suspect something and they don't say anything, it's on them. So after dinner, the guests go to their rooms, and Billy and the other male uh, charter guest apparently are up to like four a.m. hanging out in their room, and they again keep playing sniffing noises. So like I, so that's a sign of maybe someone's on cocaine, maybe that they're up all night, like joking and laughing. Sure, but
1: yeah, especially after passing out during dinner.
3: Yeah, but like other than that, like I don't know what else.
1: Leave them alone. Truly. They're good guys who are doing a lot for society. All right. They're making us all look good.
3: Everyone goes to bed, whatever. It's the next day. So the guests are having breakfast, and Adam checks in with them, and then Billy, and he's like, how was everyone's rest? And Billy goes, we didn't even sleep. And I'm like, "Not You're digging yourself into a bit of a hole there, Billy. I feel like they were like on Molly or something. That felt more spot on than cocaine
1: uh yeah sure you could be a little hungrier
3: yeah yeah but
1: you wouldn't really uh, i don't know
3: but the guests are having breakfast jenna pulls glenn aside to tell him what they saw with the white powder on billy's nose the day before and glenn doesn't understand why he's just hearing about this now and he says the boat could be confiscated glenn could lose his license or even go to little jail and uh, Glenn wakes up Chris to get a second opinion on what was on Billy's nose. And Chris also thinks it was cocaine. So that was interesting because Chris doesn't seem like an asshole who would just say that.
1: Uh, no, this dude was definitely on cocaine. <laughs> <sighs> I just didn't see. I mean, they just don't have any proof. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying.
3: But the night behavior didn't feel cokey. That felt like maybe all day of partying out of it. Like your brain is just fried.
1: Well, look, this dude was on Coke. And that's a fact.
3: So Glenn's trying to figure out what it could have been. And he says there's a chance he he flew with prescription Adderall because he definitely didn't fly with cocaine. And I'm like, Glenn, you can buy cocaine in Greece. And Jenna says, you don't want to accuse the charter guest of doing drugs if they're not. So it's a sensitive subject. And Glenn says he's going to speak to the main primary, whatever her name was, Nicole. And he says, if there's anything illegal, that'll be the end of the charter. And Glenn says, if the guest goes and snorts cocaine off the boat, that isn't his problem. But if he has it on board, then they have an issue. So Glenn pulls Nicole, the main charter, aside to talk about the situation. And that's where the episode ends.
1: Wow. You're telling me.
3: Right. Boat Facts? All right, it's time for Boat Facts with Nikki Tees.
1: So, did you know that ocean shipping hmm. is one of the most sustainable types of transportation?
3: No, I didn't actually. Really?
1: Currently, it accounts for 3% of all pollution. The shipping industry. Okay. But they've uh, recently enacted uh, some new laws to get that down. But basically, uh, a vessel from China to France, China to France, emits less gas than a truck going from Houston to Oklahoma City.
3: Now, plane, planes do cause a lot of emission, correct?
1: Oh, yeah. Planes are the worst. Okay. I assume cars, there's nothing worse than a car. But also, you got to know that nothing's being shipped and then just, like, emptied out at the port and sold at the port. Everything is getting on a truck after being shipped. So that's a real statement to make without taking anything else into consideration. Anyway, that's all I had to say today. It's not a good one, but uh, just remember, tomorrow. (laughs) Just remember, tomorrow? The largest ship can transfer up to 18,000 containers. And do you know how many bananas could fill those containers in just one, sh- one ship? No. Guess.
3: Hun- 100,000.
1: 745 million. Wow. A ship carrying that number of containers could, have, could give every single European a banana. And there would still be some left over. Anyway, these are some really boring shipping facts. Good night. All right,
3: guys. Well, that's interesting. We, so we, we want to ship more boats.
1: I guess. But doesn't
3: that take longer? Ah, Whatever. Who cares? Yeah,
1: man. I, we should stop shipping stuff.
3: Well, that's not possible. Also,
1: um, you need to stop using Amazon.
3: <laughs> yeah, That's fine with me. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Below Deck sailing season one episode 16 uh you can follow us at deckheads pod on instagram and twitter you can email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com and uh guess what nick what? we got another five-star review
1: oh my god that's true why what do you mean why? Because we asked they for leave? them.
3: And guys, you can also leave a five-star review. <laughs> this could be I it. did. The, you left a five-star review on our own show. Yeah, of okay. course. Well, thank you, Nick. Didn't you? Uh, maybe I did. I don't recall. So Of course
1: you did, weirdo. This
3: one, it's from Amberger. Hamburger? Amberger. <laughs> I guess. That <laughs> actually does sound like Amber.
1: hamburger.
3: Amberger. Amberger. By the way, did you ever check out that one that the left us a boat fact after updating it?
1: No, we'll do it tomorrow.
3: Okay, that's what you always say. So, yes, this is called Five Stars Fun Mindless Listen. She insults us a lot, by the way. She says, this show is a hot mess, but I really enjoy it. I've seen all episodes of the three Below Deck franchises, Flex. So this is a trip down memory lane for me. I have learned that it's best to skip the first six six to 14 minutes of the episode during which time it's all nonsense and shenanigans. Okay, that's a little rude. But today they started with the recap at three minutes, so that threw me off. Yeah, so there you go, baby. We mix it up. And she says, I forgive Anna for listing Ashton as one of her faves because she hasn't seen the most recent season of Below Deck OG. Can't wait for them to get into sailing yacht. Well, honey, I don't like Ashton anymore, so uh, came to fruition and, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this season of Sailing Yacht because I sure fucking didn't until the last right, two episodes. Bye. Well, anyway, thanks for your uh, five-star review, Amberger. Uh, we appreciate it. We are a hot mess. And I personally like our nonsense at the beginning because we're human. And maybe you do, too, friends. So you can leave us a five-star review if you like, and I'll read it for you. I'll shout you out. Yeah, you can follow me at Anna and Nick is at Nick's Turners. And feel free to check out our merch on T Public. That's Deckheads merch on T Public. All right, we're out of here. Have a good one.
1: Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
2: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. Bostonproper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit bostonproper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.
1: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
2: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. (laughs) I love
3: that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah,
4: ski slopes. Let's
3: do it.
2: Um, girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait.